Good morning, mi amigos. Welcome to another episode of 5 Minutes with Jim. Even before there were roads, there were men who wanted to drive fast. On this week's episode, it's motoring adventures on an epic scale. It's grueling endurance runs that push driver and machine to the limit. It's a collision of past and future. It's road trips worthy of the odyssey of Homer. First, let's say thank you to the boys of the road crew for that great theme song, as well as their road trip inspiring tunes. Take a listen at RoadCrew66.com for some other road trip inspiring tunes. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. February 12, 1908, dawned a cold, snowy morning on Times Square in New York City. Seventeen men, drivers, mechanics, and carefully selected journalists were sitting in six primitive cars from four countries, three from France, one each from Germany, Italy, and the United States. Reporters claimed that more than a quarter of a million people lined Broadway hoping to catch a glimpse of the cars as they set out on the first leg of a race of truly astounding proportions. The American entry was a 60-horsepower Thomas touring car billed as a Thomas Flyer. It carried three extra gasoline tanks with a capacity of 125 gallons, as well as tools, a tent, pistol with ammunition, rope, block and tackle, extra tires and tubes, gallons of oil, and an array of other supplies. The team would need all of this and more, as the finish line was Paris, France. That meant the drivers would first tackle the United States from coast to coast, where rural roads, especially in the West, often presented a challenge to the driver of a team of horses pulling a wagon. Then they would cross the deserts of Mongolia and the wilderness of Siberia. It was a race of nearly 22,000 miles. Drivers fought snow and mud, dealt with bears, lions, and bandits, they were stranded in Mongolia while waiting for gasoline to be delivered by camel. In Siberia, one team was delayed while the mechanic walked for two days to find a blacksmith that could make a gear for the transmission. George Schuster and his mechanic arrived in Paris on July 30th. As they drove the battered flyer into the city, throngs of spectators began shouting wildly, Viva le car American, in front of the Café de la Piaz. A gendarme stopped the car. You are under arrest, he declared. You have no lights on your car. A crisis was averted when a bicyclist with a light attached to his bicycle strapped his bicycle to the side of the car. This amazing race but was but one of a multitude of adventures that garnered international headlines as pioneering motorists challenged the constraints imposed by a lack of roads and the difficulty to acquire gasoline. In 1912, the year that the Titanic sank beneath the waves of the North Atlantic, two men and one dog set out in an open two-seat brush runabout in an attempt to become the first to drive an automobile across Australia. Needless to say, Sidney Ferguson, guided by Francis Bertels, with Rex, their terrier mascot, were as surprised as anyone to accomplish their goal. The brush was a car well known for its rugged durability. 
On Glidden tours, a Pikes Peak hill climb, and countless endurance runs, drivers often bested competitors with larger and more expensive machines. For those in the know, this wasn't surprising, as the company's founder, Allenson Partridge Brush, had applied all his skills, including those learned in development of the first Cadillac engine, to the creation of the brush. During the infancy of the auto industry, races, endurance runs, and astounding adventures into uncharted wilderness did more than just sell cars. They sold the idea that automobiles were more than a mere sideshow curiosity or a toy for the rich. They sold people on the idea that the automobile was practical and that it could transform transportation and even replace the horse. Folks, we must bid adios for this week. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to the fine folks in Cuba, Missouri's mural city for being this week's sponsor. This charming little Ozark Mountain Village is more than a stop on Route 66. It is truly a magical destination. Thank you for joining this morning. Until we meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.